Welcome to Satisfied, a podcast hosted by me, Ashley Pardo. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, business coach, and former private chef. Satisfied is all about finding fulfillment, confidence, and peace in your body, business, mental health, relationships, and life. If you're an introspective, deep, and sensitive woman, Satisfied is for you. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in today as always. And thank you for all of the kind words on the podcast episode from Monday, all about how you're, what to do if your intuition feels broken. And in that episode, I sort of shared a lot of off the cuff thoughts, uh, many tangible ways of connecting to your intuition. And I also wanted to say that it's okay if you have periods where you feel a little more disconnected and then you come back. It's normal. It is nonlinear, just like everything else. And that is what really matters is the awareness and awareness around that. And that is what I wanted to share today. Uh, sort of going into that non-linear nature of life and managing expectations for that, which I think inadvertently creates faster progress. It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, really diving into like a spiritual rabbit hole and having tons of like really deep conversations with my friends about it all week. So I wanted to share some of that in real time. Before we get into that, I wanted to share that Blossom Body, my six-week new workout program, my strength training program is going to open to the waitlist this Friday, September 15th. Uh, you can get on the waitlist by going to my Instagram bio or in the show notes, you save $30 by being on the waitlist. The program is $97 compared to the public price of $127. And if you sign up before Sunday or sorry, before Monday, September 18th, you will be getting a bonus nutrition presentation to help maximize your results from that training. Nutrition and training go hand in hand. Nutrition drives the car. Nutrition is responsible for 70% of your results, but the training inputs and the stimulus that you give your stimuli that you give yourself and you give your body create what happens in your body, the way those calories are dispersed, where they go, what build, what gets built, right? We're trying to build muscle here. So I am so excited to share that program with you and for you to be able to do the workouts that I've been doing, things that I love, something that I've created after lifting for many years, after going through many different workout programs myself, loving some, absolutely hating others, and taking what I know is effective and what has really, really changed my body in the last uh, nine-ish months, maybe up to a year or so that I have been working out with only dumbbells. It's only been until recently that I've gone back to the gym and have been working with or working out with regular 
barbells and heavier weights, which is usually what I'm used to. So I will keep you posted on all of that, but I would love it if you joined Blossom Body, four days a week workouts, two upper, two lower. Don't take more than an hour. You can do them from home. You just need three sets of dumbbells. So check out the show notes for that and also check out my Instagram where I will be sharing Uh, If you're on the wait list, you'll be eligible with that $97 price until Sunday, September 24th, which is when it closes. So let's get into the episode now. Uh, And the reason that, like I said, I wanted to do this was because I've been talking to a lot of clients this week and even in my own journey and talking to my friends and their own journeys, really having that understanding about yourself that when you're on a journey of growth and you live life in this way where you think deeply, where you assess your patterns and your actions, where you want to get better, where you're not fulfilled if you're staying complacent and stagnant, that process is a process of uncertainty, obviously, just like everything else, but the work is constant there is never going to be a time or a place. Again, if you're like-minded with what I am speaking about right now, the type of person that I'm speaking about, there's never going to be a time where you can kind of chill. Like, of course we rest. Of course there are moments in the day where we take time, maybe you take a vacation, but even within those times, the work never ends. There is never really a day where I completely check out ever And that used to be my reality of stretches of time where I wouldn't pay attention to my eating, I wouldn't pay attention to my thoughts, my actions as a whole. And that felt really good until it didn't. It doesn't actually feel good to to do that, to kind of check out in that way. And I particularly say this, uh, or sort of this idea came from nutrition and the fact that I try to share very frequently that I will have to pay attention to my nutrition for the rest of my life. I will need to be mindful. I will need to stay aware. There will never be a time that I can just like be loosey-goosey. I'm used to it now because I have gained so much benefit from the way that I eat and I love how I feel as a result of that. So I just sort of live with this mindfulness. And the same thing with your mind, the same thing with your patterns. They might always be there. You might always have shitty body image thoughts. You might always, you know, be scared of abandonment or rejection, top two human fears. You might always have the desire to be on a diet. You might get pulled towards doing keto or something like that, that you know isn't good for you. You will fall into old beliefs. You will get triggered. You might lash out on somebody these don't mean that you're not progressing. This is all part of the process because as I speak to some of my clients and again, just in some of the conversations that I have with my own friends, it never ends. It never, ever ends. The the fact that we have to put in work, the fact that we have to put in effort. And I would even say that if you're a sensitive person and if you're a person oriented towards growth, that you feel this more, like you feel your patterns, you feel your beliefs, and you feel the not so great parts about you. And that is okay. And what we can do because of this, knowing that 
we might always have to work at our strength and our internal and external strength or like body and mind strength, uh, our eating, our thought patterns, our self-growth and stuff like that are three things. Number one is managing expectations. So don't expect yourself to be perfect. Don't expect yourself to one day just be complete and arrive. It's always going to be there. It's always going to happen. And whenever something bigger happens in your life and maybe you have a dream come true or you have like you're getting married or something like that, these thoughts are going to ramp up even more and there is nothing wrong with that. So expecting yourself to be imperfect and sort of as a little tangent here, uh, be the observer of your thoughts. We will do a whole, whole episode about presence in this, but be the observer of your thoughts. Know that just because you think something doesn't mean that you've regressed. It's what you do as a side effect of that. So really managing the expectations of like, I'm never really going to get there. I'm never going to get there. This is a journey of pursuit. I do the best that I can, but expecting to be perfect is going to set you up your site or non or non or linear, sorry, in your progress is going to set you up for disappointment and likely self-shaming in a way. So that is one thing. Another thing is it also gives us the ability to give ourselves self-compassion and know that, oh, this is always going to be there. My tendencies, my my beliefs, my deep-seated beliefs, core wounds and stuff like that. Oh, this might always be there. Yeah, I might be able to work through it and gain more awareness around it. But knowing that there will be a part of us that is scared, fearful, whatever it is you want to call it, allows us to offer it self-compassion and be loving towards it versus shaming yourself, which is usually what we do. And that isn't helpful. It doesn't actually do anything to progress you forward, even though sometimes it feels like if I just like beat myself down, it's productive. It's not. So I think offering yourself self-compassion, which in the moment might look like observing your thought and saying, wow, it's really interesting that you're having that thought. It isn't actually where you are right now. Let's go do something that will make you feel better or let me make myself cozy or something like that. And lastly, what I was saying before, the thing that we can do is just continue to work. Continue to put the work in every single day. I do think it's important to do it every single day uh, so, so that we know that we're progressing and we know that we are putting the work in, that we're paying our dues. We're doing what we need to do in order to feel happy and good. Really, a lot of this is expanding your capacity for feeling and your capacity for opening yourself up to uncomfortable emotions, allowing them to move through you, allowing yourself to be exposed to them, to know that you won't actually die if you feel them. And in expanding that capacity, you become stronger, you widen the window, you become a vessel of steel that can handle things, that can move through things, that can stay steady amongst many of these hard and really, really uncomfortable things. And that is the whole point of it all (laughs) is, again, I'm getting kind of existential here, but I think that sometimes we have that expectation of like, if I do enough work, my brain won't have fear or get jealous or compare, have base level emotions. Yes, you will. 
you will do those things and you will be a petty human sometimes. And that is okay. It's through these mechanisms, it's through these techniques and tools that we manage that self. And we also don't expect to be different. We expect to still feel those things. So when they do come, it doesn't turn into this like fighting of like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing that. I can't believe I'm still having this feeling. And because that's, again, a waste of energy that we can then put towards action. And I know this, remember, because I have been through all of this and I understand this and I shamed myself for a really long time. But I think just expecting yourself to have different parts, different colors, a different range of emotions. Like I'm interested in the full range of everything. I'm not interested in just joy. I'm not interested in just happiness because that's not realistic. That's not life. I did that for some time, but I think that having different a different perspective like this allows us to save our energy and allows us to continue to move forward. So I wanted to just share a couple tools that have really helped me through this and things that have um, been essential for my growth during really tough times and growth during happy times and just life in general. So the first one is to every single day, have a moment in the day where you self-connect, reflect or journal or something, even if it's five minutes. So really coming to yourself and getting present and saying, how was the day? How did I respond today? How did I react today? Was I able to grow? Did I show up for myself? Can you non-judgmentally get clear around the day and how you conducted yourself. Again, not in a judgmental way, just like kind of doing a debrief and taking note of those things wherever you are. And if you had a moment that like you got sucked back into old patterns or you didn't trust yourself or whatever it was, take note of that and see what happened. See what surrounded those things. A few weeks ago, I maybe it was a week ago now, I can't remember, but I shared on Instagram how I had a really, really bad body image day. And it was a day that I hadn't had in a really, really, really long time. And I realized that it was because the day prior to that, I had pushed myself way, way, way too hard. Uh, And I think I had cortisol response that wasn't good, that... I think dysregulated me so much that then just created a stress response in my body. So I was able to say, oh, okay, this might be why. Sometimes it's your period. It's funny the days where you're like, it's definitely my period. And you're like, wait, it's definitely not. (laughs) So I think just having those reflections and trying to make observations and conclusions based off of those things can be incredibly helpful. The next thing is to be present and be willing to feel your emotions. So we know the window of tolerance helps us do this too, but being present and being willing to feel whatever it is that you're feeling, whatever it is that's coming up for you means that it's going to move through you. The moment you decide to feel it means that you only have a couple minutes of feeling it before you hopefully get back to baseline eventually. So Feeling emotions and feeling feelings is a whole other thing. It's a skill and we will talk more about that uh, eventually. But learning to be present is, I think, what life is about. Things happen in the present moment 
and they're never really as bad as we think them to be. So the more that we can focus on staying present and not jumping around to the past or going to the future, again, your brain might do this, but the more you observe it, you don't fight it and you don't, you know, these thoughts are these thoughts and the ability or our tendency to go back and forth, the present, past, future, whatever it is, a lot of that is just your brain and your ego having a tantrum. And think of a child having a tantrum. If you go up to it and you start saying, stop it, shut up. (laughs) I'm sure you wouldn't say that to a child, but you're like, be quiet. And you fight back at it with the same energy. It's going to match you and it's it's going to continue fighting. And then you're going to continue fighting and big waste of energy versus allowing it to do what it does observing, observing it, surrendering to it, it's going to go down much faster after that. So I think that committing to staying in the present moment is key. And I think that that's what happiness is. I think that happiness is your degree of presence. And, you know, I've been sharing some about my dad and some of my happiest moments were when I was with my dad while he was sick even though it was horrible, obviously, but like the overarching circumstance was terrible. Um, Day to day, it, I made sure to be present, to pay attention to everything. And it was some of my most, they were some of my most joyful, joyful, joyful times because I was telling myself the truth about what was happening. I had radical acceptance for it which meant that I wasn't fighting the reality anymore, which I never did through that process of him being sick. I accepted it at every stage, which I think has really helped my grief uh, because I grieved him for a long time, which has, I think, allowed me to, you know, not move on because I'll never move on from this, but has allowed me to just like continue living and understanding that life goes on. And I think because of the fact that historically I have allowed myself to feel emotions, I am not scared of doing that and I am not scared of being present, even though I'm not always present. So again, not that expectation. I think it has, it has all really helped that process. Uh, people, a lot of people are still asking me, how are you? And, you know, kind of trepidatious around like how I'm doing. And I understand that, but all of the work that I've done with food and myself has just really allowed me to be graceful through the process and it's okay. You know, there's, everybody has their moments and, you know, including me, but for the most part, I feel very, very, very balanced. And it is a testament to this work that I'm talking about right here, which should then, or which for me, it has also, it's also been doing this for me to not be scared of things happening because you know that you can handle it. You know that you've been through it before, like you've been there, right? And and we'll talk more about this eventually. So the next thing is to put yourself through something miserable daily, whether it's a workout, whether it's a journal entry you really don't want to do, whether it is you meditating, putting yourself through deliberate discomfort and misery is key for feeling good. I do it through workouts and running, I may, I go to the dark place. I put a ton of effort in. I don't leave a lot in the tank most days. I do the cold plunge. I go on silent walks. None of this is to like be better or anything. It's just like, oh, this helps me. This like truly, truly helps me. This makes me a better human. I would say that these tools 
allow me to, like I said, move through things gracefully. And if I do the worst part of the day first, then the rest of the day isn't as like nothing really phases you as much because you've already put yourself through something kind of miserable. You've seen that you can handle it. Uh, You strengthen yourself. You build resilience. Building strength in your body is also key. Um, So misery (laughs) deliberately every day. Uh, I also think it's really important to to pay attention to track or self-monitor your food to give yourself feedback. Food has such a big impact on how you feel, how strong you feel, how clear you feel, how energetic you feel. So paying attention to your food, not lying to yourself with food. Even if you're having old patterns come up, be truthful with yourself about them so you can get curious and you can actually do something about them later. Lastly, uh, last tip I'll give is to develop a spiritual practice. Um, And mine is about being close to God or source or creator. And what a spiritual practice means to me is like, if I really distill it down, it's about being able to choose your perspective. Like things can happen and you can say to your, like you can go down a victim mode. And of course it goes without saying that I'm not talking about actual cases of like, you know, actually being a victim uh, from like physical abuse or something like that, right? Or a crime. I'm not talking about that here. I'm talking about your perspective that you take and you choose not to be the victim. You choose to take a stance where whatever happened is there to strengthen you, that it happened and we can have radical acceptance around that and choosing to take the perspective of like, okay, this happened, I'm surrendering to it. And from here, I'm gonna choose to pick the perspective that this was better for me. This will make me better. This will strengthen me and that something else is coming that is going to be better. Like if something has been removed from your life, something else is coming or because I went through this thing, it is allowing me to be a better human. It's allowing myself to have more compassion, more space, more um, ability to be me. This is meant for me in a way. I I think that taking that perspective, while it might seem delusional, (laughs) it's like on TikTok right now, it's like, I'm going to be Delulu right now. I don't really care if it's delusional because it helps. And it's not like you have to completely not tell yourself the truth. You are telling yourself the truth, but you're also choosing the way that you react to things. And those are things that I do pretty instantly now where something might happen. And of course I feel feelings, but I also think, all right, I got this. I got this. This is for me. How can I continue moving forward with this perspective? Because it helps. Because it helps me be a better human. Because it makes my life better. Because it brings me peace. And things always end up working out in a way. And that is really what I am going after. Um, And choosing to believe that you're being guided. No matter what happens, sometimes things need to happen in order for you to be guided in the direction that you need to go in. And again, I'm in this rabbit hole right now and I will share more about this and presence and feeling feelings because they all go together. But all of this puts you in a state where external things can happen. And it's not that you're not phased by them, but you can actually hold them in your body. You can actually hold the experience to process the experience, to integrate this experience, to continue growing. Same thing with the with your old thoughts and things that you don't want to be in your orbit anymore, even if they're just in your mind. They're going to be there. Expect them to. 
what matters, the brain is primitive. It, it makes no sense sometimes, like literally. So what we can do then is choose to move forward, choose to hold space for them, to say, hey, that's interesting that this is happening right now, and then move forward from there. So I can't wait to continue sharing podcast episodes with you. We have had 10, I think now. Um, I love doing this. I love sitting down and recording them. I love hearing from you all. Please let me know if you listen. Please leave a review if you can. We have not had any new reviews in a long time. So if you listen, I would really, really appreciate either hopefully a five-star rating or a written review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you on Monday. I can't wait to share all the things that are coming. Uh, I appreciate you all so, so much. I hope you have a great weekend and I am sending you a ton of love. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.